This podcast was recorded from our weekly live stream. To watch this video or see other episodes of The Spiritual Journalist, head to thespiritualjournalist.com or find me on YouTube. You can find a link in the show notes. Hello, beautiful people. Happy Tuesday, happy Mars Day, and most importantly, happy Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, the most magical, abundant transit we will likely see all year, maybe the entire decade. That might be an overstatement, but if you have seen some news, some inklings about this conjunction on social media, but you're wondering exactly what it means for you, well, you came to the right place because today we're going to break down the conjunction in this special crossover episode of Transits Today and The Spiritual Journalist, both of my live streams where I aim to teach you something new, uh, open you to a new perspective, and inform you astrologically or spiritually. So we'll be talking about all these things, how rare this event is, what the energies of Jupiter and Neptune bring and what happens when they meet each other in the sky, how long we'll be feeling this energy, when the last time this happened was, and what happened in history during that time. That will be very interesting and maybe help us predict what we can expect to come out of today's conjunction. And then we'll break down what does the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction mean for you in your life, in your signs. So hopefully you have a copy of your birth chart handy. If you don't, you can get one right now at thespiritualjournalist.com slash birth chart. Uh, but as long as you know your sun sign or your rising sign, you'll be able to gain some insight about what this conjunction means for you. So let's dive right into our conversation. I've always been a deeply curious person, talking with anyone who would listen and soaking in as much information as possible. So it's no surprise my love for storytelling led me to a career in journalism. But after nearly a decade working in newsrooms across the West Coast, I realized I wanted to start asking questions you probably wouldn't see on your local news. So I left my job as a morning TV reporter and started The Spiritual Journalist. This isn't just a YouTube channel, podcast, website, or social media page. This is a live conversation where you get to ask questions too, because I'm not the expert. I'm not here to tell you what to believe. My goal is to connect you with people who have profound experiences and inspirational stories to share, and we'll definitely mix a little astrology in too. So if you're like me, you have this insatiable curiosity and you love deep conversations too, well, this is the place for you. Together each week, we'll explore everything from crystals and tarot to mental health and the environment. There are no wrong questions here. My ultimate goal is for you to come away from each episode with a new perspective and an expanded consciousness. This is a channel for the collective. This is a community for the curious. This is The Spiritual Journalist. So let's just start by talking about how rare this is. And you know what? We'll go ahead and we'll just get a little snapshot of the energy pulling up our chart. And if you're one of my normal viewers and you're wondering what other transits are playing out in the background, what's going on with the moon today, you know we're going to get to that too. Don't you worry. So just hang tight. We have a ton to talk about. But taking a look at our chart, you can see Jupiter and Neptune are meeting up at 23 degrees in Pisces right now. And notice what other planets are hanging out right around that number. 
Saturn's at 22 degrees in Aquarius. The sun is at 22 degrees in Aries. And the north and south nodes are at 24 degrees in Taurus and Scorpio, respectively. Take a look at 20 to 25 degrees in your birth chart. Keep that in mind as we're going through all of this. Maybe you can make some of your own connections about how this transit is affecting you on a personal level. And I'm loving how many people we have joining us today. Kayla's here. Let's do this. I'm so excited to break it down with you. Hi, Court. So happy to see you. Yes, already getting hit with the message of letting go and applying everything learned this past year. So perfect, especially because as we'll dive into, Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. And with all of this energy playing out in Pisces, there's a lot of wisdom to be gained and a lot we can use from past transit, from past experiences to dream big under this conjunction. Grand rising to you, Jackie. And good morning, Bailey. So happy to see you all. So as we're going through this, if you have questions, don't hesitate. Throw them in the comments so I can make sure to answer your questions. And if you find this after the fact, you can also comment down below this video and I'll try to get back to you and answer your questions as well. All right, so let's talk about just how rare this is. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event. We've seen other Jupiter-Neptune conjunctions before, but not in the sign of Pisces. And here's why. Neptune takes about 165 years to go around the sun. So one year on Earth uh, is 365 days. One year on Neptune is 165 Earth years. And that's why we will not see Neptune in the sign of Pisces again in our lifetime. Uh, it'll be here for quite a while. Still, I think until 2026, Neptune will stay in Pisces. And the last time Neptune was even in Pisces was from 1847 to 1862. Okay, so this is extremely rare for us to see these two planets meeting in their home sign. Jupiter in traditional astrology is the ruler of Pisces because traditional astrology was formed before we even knew about Neptune's existence. In modern astrology, Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. So both of the planets associated with the sign of the fish are meeting up in the sign of the fish. Hello, supercharged, healing, magical, spiritual, reflective energy. I mean, I've said this before, but this conjunction really feels like it's sprinkling some pixie dust onto our lives, specifically in whatever area of our life, whatever area of our chart is being activated by this conjunction. Uh, and so the last time Jupiter and Neptune actually met up in Pisces was in the year 1856. And keep that year in mind. We're going to revisit it in a little bit and talk about what was going on in 1856, okay? But I want to align with the energy of Jupiter and Pisces and Neptune and Pisces first. So Jupiter and Pisces. What does it mean? Jupiter is the planet of abundance. It magnifies and expands everything it touches. So when Jupiter is transiting in any part of your chart or forming a conjunction or a major aspect to any other planet, 
it's going to amplify the energy of that planet. And we see that with Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter moved into Pisces on December 28th. So Jupiter takes about 12 years to lap around the sun, meaning it stays in a sign for roughly give or take a year. Now Jupiter is actually going to go retrograde later this year, meaning it's going to bounce in and out of Pisces a few times before it officially leaves the sign and enters Aries and continues its way through the zodiac uh, on May 10th. Okay, so May 10th, it'll move into Aries, it'll bounce back into Pisces, it's going to play a little dance back and forth. Jupiter in Pisces, we talked about this actually in December, it's just this very optimistic energy because Jupiter is the planet of optimism. It's helps us see silver linings and with it in the sign of Pisces, it's no surprise even in the past couple months, the rise of spirituality has been heightened even more so. But the energy of Jupiter very much about abundance, expansion, growth, luck also. So today is a very lucky day with Jupiter in Pisces. Today is that day to make a wish, to speak it out to the universe. Uh, and we'll have optimism. We'll have a greater ability to believe when Jupiter and Neptune are in Pisces because both of these planets are actually associated with belief, with faith, with higher understanding, with ideals and morality. So there's a lot of energy when it comes to spirituality and our belief system surrounding this transit. Neptune moved into Pisces back in 2011. And so when we look at the long term, Neptune is commonly associated with spirituality. And with Neptune in Pisces, we've seen this massive collective spiritual awakening almost. Neptune is a generational placement. It takes a really long time to move through the zodiac. And so pay attention to what's happened with your belief system. What's happened in your life since 2011? How have you grown? How has your perspective changed? We can thank Neptune and Pisces for that. Neptune is the planet of dreams and delusions and kind of like what can be felt but not necessarily fully understand. It's the planet of confusion and illusion because it's hard to decipher the messages coming through with Neptune, but we have to use our subconscious or that other part of our brain to fully bring them in. And that's why Neptune rules dreams because when we shut off that rational part of our mind, we open up another receptor to let information through. So if you've been having really heightened dreams throughout April so far, you can thank this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and really pay attention to what your dreams are telling you this April because they could be trying to bring through higher understanding or bring through a message that you're not paying attention to in your, wake, uh, your waking life. Neptune and Pisces, we talked about the ability to believe, faith, but Neptune brings that more spiritual, magical energy in. It's like the fairy tale energy, right? You have to believe in something that you can't necessarily see or doesn't fully make sense. I see even more spiritual awakenings happening with this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and the energy it carries through uh, in the coming months. But it's no surprise leading up to this and with Neptune in Pisces and with Jupiter in Pisces in this, you know, six month to a year long period, we've seen so many people open themselves up to spirituality and to new belief systems.
And then just a review of Pisces, the sign of the fish. It's all about sensitivity, again, spirituality. So not only are both of these planets associated with spirituality, but Pisces is also associated with religion and spirituality, but also imagination, fantasy, illusion, psychic abilities. Okay, so this is a beautiful day to tap into those psychic abilities because Jupiter is magnifying our ability to receive, right? To tap into the ethereal realms. Uh, we might even find ourselves being more empathetic, literally being able to sense or feel other people's energy or just being more compassionate and aware of other people's energy, of their needs. This is also a beautiful time for art, for romance. That is a possibility with this energy too. We're so open psychically that we could be receiving information that's maybe not our own. There's a level of confusion, delusion, uh, kind of fogginess when it comes to this transit too. Luckily, the moon is on our side today and we'll get to that in just a little bit. So take a look at your chart and see what house is ruled by Pisces. That's going for everybody. That's going to give you some insight on what area of your life is going to be affected the most. So we talked about the last time Neptune was in Pisces was in the 1800s, meaning the spiritual awakening that's been happening over the past 10, 11 years is unprecedented in our lifetime, honestly. Uh, you know, I think if we look back in history, which we will in a moment, but if you looked at overall trends in the mid-1800s, we would see that there was a rise in a new wave of spirituality for that time. Uh, and I'm not a history buff by any means, but we've seen a new way of looking at spirituality, a new way of relating to God, the universe, be born out of Neptune and Pisces. And I think that's only going to take a stronghold over the next four years while Neptune makes its final transit through the sign of the fish. Then Neptune moves into Aries and that's going to be an interesting energy. We'll see what that brings come 2026. So when Neptune and Jupiter are conjunct like they are today, and it's important to note, these two planets will be within a degree of each other until April 17th. And they've been within a degree of each other since April 7th. That's just within one degree. A lot of astrologers use a five degree orb to interpret conjunctions. So we're really feeling this energy in April and even a little bit beyond. It could take some time to integrate whatever's coming through today. And that's all right. Or if you're not feeling like inspired to use this energy today, maybe manifest with it, you still have time. It's just exact today, but because these are such slow-moving planets, we can work with the energy for at least a couple weeks, okay? And when Jupiter and Neptune meet up, it is amplifying our ability to believe. It is amplifying our faith. It's also amplifying our imagination, our creativity. Being creative, doing art, dancing, singing are beautiful ways to use today's energy to allow insights to come through in a way that maybe is a little bit unconventional. Do you ever find yourself when you just let go and lean into creativity, you start having all of these realizations you wouldn't normally have if you went about your day in a normal matter? We can thank Neptune for that. We can thank this creative energy for that, for getting us out of our 
prefrontal cortex, or I'm, I'm not a scientist either, but you know that rational part of our brain that makes the decisions, Neptune wants to override that and bring in information through a different channel, through a more spiritual channel. And again, pay attention to your dreams with Jupiter conjunct Pisces. Also, allow yourself to believe in the magic, right? I think some of us, myself included, who are very rational and analytical people, we have a hard time not finding a reason for everything. We want an explanation. We want to understand the why and the how. But this transit asks us to throw the textbook out the window and lean into our other senses, lean into that sixth sense, our intuition, our ability to channel. Maybe today or around this time could be a a moment where you discover your clear audience or your clairvoyance where a, a voice comes through and you're like, who is that? This is a magical time to open yourself up to those other senses. And it's a powerful day to work through the veil. Pisces being the last sign of the zodiac is associated with the veil, with kind of end of life or the ability to communicate with beings that aren't in our dimension. Uh, and so if you're someone who regularly asks for signs or has a strong relationship with your spirit guides, today's a beautiful day to continue that conversation. If you're someone who's been curious about spirituality or the ability to receive messages from your spirit guides, from your guardian angels, today would be a beautiful day to ask for a sign. Just ask for a sign and stay open because the spirit realm is very close today. It's closer than you might realize. Speaking to your angels, even making an altar for guardian angels would be a really beautiful way to connect with them today too. Our experience under this conjunction is a direct reflection of our imagination. Closing your eyes and imagining under this conjunction can help you rewrite your beliefs and relink different channels of your mind. We have the ability to transcend the physical plane, to transcend our rational mind, with Jupiter and Neptune conjunct in Pisces. And both Neptune and Pisces are representative of universal love, of oneness. So meditation is a really beautiful way to open yourself up to this stream of loving energy. And you could have some really magnificent downloads or insights if you allow your mind to rest and just be quiet and open yourself to receiving. Now, we've talked about all the light, happy, potentials of this transit and there are so many and i don't want to discourage you from manifesting and believing and leaning into like go off to neverland fly there ride off on your magic carpet do all the fantastical things today now is the time to do it but there is a warning label that comes with this and i will say this is not the best time to make decisions, especially rash decisions. Unless you know a thousand percent that your soul signed up for this contract, like unless it is in your face slapping you like, whoa, I need to do this right now, I would say to hold off any major decisions or hold off committing to anything long-term because we can be overly optimistic. We can be easily deceived with Neptune in the mix, creating some confusion, making things a little bit foggy. And it's like we have on rose-colored glasses and we can't take them off under this conjunction. Like we can only see the positive. We can only see the potential. If you are dating or you meet someone sometime in April, 
maybe wait to put labels on the relationship until after we pull away from this conjunction because it'll be it i think we talked about this last week court calls it soulmate syndrome like it's easy to see all of the beautiful qualities in someone without really seeing the reality we're not very grounded in reality when jupiter and neptune are conjunct in pisces Take me to Neverland. Yeah, Court. Go to Neverland. Be in the fantasy. Be in the dream. Uh, but understand that we will have to come back to the real world at some point, And things could look a little different when we step out of that fantasy. So also there's a warning when it comes to gambling or risk taking. We can be a little bit delusional during this transit and again overly optimistic overly confident in a way uh, addiction could lead to a downward spiral telling ourselves oh just one more bet or just one more drink can get us into a really sticky situation we can get really lost in not being here in our body not being here on the earth plane with this conjunction and i would say this is also not a time to take anyone else's beliefs at face value because we're so open psychically and emotionally we are able to understand and feel other people's beliefs we can feel why people are so passionate about the things they're passionate about but rather than take that on which is very easy to do under this conjunction this is a time to explore and reflect off of that so oh wow this is a new idea this is a new belief that i haven't been introduced to before and then take it and sit with it maybe meditate on it allow yourself to have time to process away from other people's energy because it could be really easy to like subscribe to another belief system like you know, I, I see this like, you know, when you're walking out of the grocery store and there are people out there with clipboards trying to get you to sign their petition and they give you a little 30 second elevator pitch and you know that they're out there and they're really trying to get people to sign and you want to help them out and you're feeling compassionate, but you're also confused about exactly what you're signing on to. Sometimes people do this when they come to your door too. Today's the day to be like, you know, I can't commit to that right now. Boundaries are difficult <laughs> when this conjunction is happening. Boundaries are not natural to us. So we really have to be intentional about protecting our own energy, holding our own values, holding our own beliefs, and respecting the time and space we need to process things without, uh, you know, making other people comfortable first. So there's a focus on compassion there's a focus on connection to others and empathy under this transit which is beautiful we love it but we just don't want to be too much of a people pleaser or go out of our way to subscribe to someone else's beliefs if that makes sense if you have excess energy or exuberance or optimism amazing channel it through creativity do an art project today like i said opening yourself up to different forms of expression and receiving information can allow you to see things differently and maybe allow that breakthrough to come in dance sing all of these things can not only help you process intellectually or get some inspiration get some insights but also connect to the divine creativity is one of the highest forms of expression and can allow us to connect to that channel can allow us you know sometimes do you ever feel like if you're dancing or you're singing it's like spirit is moving through you and there's so much spiritual energy to work with under this conjunction neptune and pisces is 
spirit, like it's pure spirit, it's pure inspiration. And so today's that day to dream big, dream as big as you possibly can. If you feel like your dreams are huge, go even farther. Allow those blurry boundaries that can get us into a little bit of trouble, right? Allow those blurry boundaries to help you expand your vision for yourself. Widen the scope of what you believe is possible. Open yourself up to your unlimited belief and your unlimited potential in yourself. It's all about expanding expanding what we believe is possible in this reality under this conjunction. But again, I have to say the warning label, like when you're expanding all your beliefs and you're like, anything is possible, you can definitely get yourself into a dark hole or, uh, you know, a situation where you're like, "Mm, maybe I went too far. Maybe I should have had some boundaries. Pisces have such empathy and they just, they want to live in dreamland all the time. And sometimes that can get them constantly looking for something to get them into an altered state. And I've seen this with some of the most beautiful, compassionate people who are Pisces. And it just seems like they're lost in their own little world a lot of the time. So we want to remember to stay grounded during this time. Oh, Pisces, rising moon and north node, feeling it all. Oh my goodness, all the emotions, maybe some confusion as well with Neptune and Jupiter in your first house and probably transiting very close to your moon as well. The moon is now in Virgo and if you have a Pisces moon, it's gonna heighten your emotions, it's gonna expand your emotions. So it makes sense that you're feeling a lot of things today, Viera. I love that you guys are telling me where all of this is happening in your chart. And we will go through each sign in just a little bit. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. Keep those boundaries in your back pocket today. You're going to need them, okay? Remember, boundaries aren't a bad thing. It's okay to say no to people. We very much feel other people's energy with all this Pisces activity, but we don't want to put ourselves into a situation where we're not comfortable because we're trying to make other people feel comfortable. Okay, so that's a deep dive into what it means when Jupiter and Pisces are conjunct. Again, there is a possibility for confusion though, so we don't wanna make any decisions. And my favorite astrologers, the Astro Twins, they said the effect of this could feel like headlights in a fog, making it even harder to see. So, Neptune is that foggy energy, and Jupiter wants to light it up and expand it, but sometimes more fog only creates more confusion, right? So live in the fog, live in the cloud, be there. Just imagine what could happen there until this transit passes and we do gain a little bit more clarity. Okay, let's go take a little time machine back in history and see what was happening the past couple times Jupiter and Neptune met up in Pisces. So I'm gonna take you all the way back to the beautiful year of 1524. (laughs) This is literally when you go back this far in history, there are different dates because people were using different calendars in different parts of the world, but we're gonna go back to 1524 using the Gregorian calendar and In January 1524, there was one of these historic conjunctions of Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. And when you look back at the major events happening in January of this year, 
an explorer from Italy uh, got on a board of a ship from France and set out from Madeira, which is, I believe, now a part of Spain, looking for the New World, seeking out a Western sea route to the Pacific Ocean. This is a great example of Jupiter and Neptune conjunct in Pisces in action. Jupiter being the planet of long-term travel, of exploration, of adventure. You know, there's an expansive element to this, literally expanding the map, expanding the world. We're talking about looking for a new world with Jupiter and Neptune conjunct in Pisces. Pisces is water. So literally exploring by sea, uh, and Neptune is the god of the sea. So we literally, this is like a very physical representation of what happens when Jupiter and Neptune are conjunct in Pisces. We're seeing exploration, we're exploring, looking for new worlds. Uh, and I have a fun discovery to talk about in just a minute about what's going on currently that kind of relates to this. So that's what was going on in the 1500s. Then Jupiter and Neptune meet up again in Pisces in the year 1690, February of 1690. Now there was a lot going on during this time. Uh, the first paper money in North America was being printed. So wealth has to do with Jupiter. Also, there was a lot of election stuff going on in England. Interesting, but here's where I start to see a theme. Okay, there was a war going on. Uh, the Ottoman Empire was defeating Serbian rebels. Again, I am not a history buff, but there was a war going on. Shortly after this conjunction, Leopold I, the Holy Roman Emperor, so we're like really talking old world here, issued a document inviting Serbians to resettle in Hungary. Some, somewhat of a peace treaty, not necessarily ending this war that was going on, um, but kind of creating this acceptance, this peace, allowing people to integrate and giving them a safe space to go to. So I, I point that out because we're going to talk about what happened in 1856 now, the last time we had a conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. Here's another example of exploration that happened. In March of 1856, the great trigonomic, trigonometrical survey, say that five times fast, of India discovered that Mount Everest was actually the tallest mountain in the world. Previously, it was a different peak that was thought to be the world's highest. They discovered Mount Everest was actually the highest peak in the world. So not necessarily traveling by sea, but expanding to new heights, discover, making discoveries at new heights. And when we talk about the top of Mount Everest, it's covered in snow. There is a water element there to work with. There were also some pretty cool discoveries happening around this time in 1856 when it came to solvents. So an organic dye was discovered. Uh, the, the main ingredient, boron in like borax, if I believe borax is that cleaning supply, was discovered in Death Valley right around this time. And basically the chemical industry was born out of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in 1856. And Jupiter, is involved with discovery, of course, with expansion, Neptune having that liquid water element to it in Pisces. It's talking about the interaction of different elements of different liquids. So I think that's really cool. Here's what's going to give us a little bit of insight on how this transit, this conjunction in 2022 
could affect us. So in March of 1856, when we had this conjunction, there was a treaty signed that concluded the Nepalese-Tibetan War. Also really interesting that a lot was happening in Tibet specifically around 1856. It seems like these explorations or these events are happening in like local centers of the world, which is just a, a cool occurrence. Also around this time on March 31st, 1856, during the conjunction, the Treaty of Paris was signed ending the Crimean War. Okay, I'm going to give you guys like a little, very, very minimal breakdown of the Crimean War uh, and not even what happened, but Crimea borders the Black Sea. And what's going on in Ukraine right now has been slowly unfolding with territorial wars of Crimea since about 2014. This was really playing out in the news. Uh, and so Russia had been trying to take Crimea. I believe Ukraine or other countries were trying to keep it. It's kind of like a peaceful zone right along the Black Sea, and Russia was trying to take control of it. So very interesting that there was a focus on that part of the world the last time we had a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. And that leads us to what will happen under the current conjunction. Could there be a peace treaty signed in Ukraine or some sort of peaceful act that happens in Ukraine. Well, let's just all take a moment and hope so, right? Let's all just put out that good energy that the war will come to an end. Already tens of thousands of people have lost their lives in Ukraine. It's absolutely horrifying what's going on there. And I think most people in the world would agree that we want peace. We want peace for the people living there and for the state of our entire world, honestly. Um, going back to my favorite astrologers, my gurus in astrology, the Astro Twins, their take on this is that a Jupiter and Pisces transit could go either way. You know, past cycles have led to many global peace treaties, and so that is a possibility. Pisces allows us to lean into that spiritual connection and that love, that oneness, right? And it can create closure and endings with this conjunction happening in the last sign of the zodiac. It has a healing potential to it, and we, we love to see that. However, there is a lot of delusion and confusion that happens during this transit as well, uh, and so people can be easily deceived. Hopefully, it creates more peace and not more conflict or confusion or chaos. I think we should all just put out, again, some good vibes for Ukraine right now on this very magical day. If we can just take a moment send good energy to that part of the world or to really anyone in the world who needs some hope, some faith, some belief right now. We can just send them good vibes. Today's a magical day to do that. So I think that we'll see some sort of resolution or development when it comes to the war in Ukraine coming out of this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. It might not be immediate. It probably won't be today. It might not even be in April while this transit, while this conjunction is playing out. Because as we'll talk about in a second, we have eclipse season coming next month in Taurus season, uh, and that can create rapid shifts or changes. So those could be positive changes. Those could be negative changes. We'll just have to wait and see. But hopefully this energy of peace and oneness will influence the international dialogue, the international energy, and bring peace to the people of Ukraine. Now, we also talked about exploration and a water element, right? 
Um, so let's talk about water for a second. Pisces, Neptune and Pisces is very watery, bringing that water energy into today's transits. And I think this conjunction could bring a greater focus on our oceans. Just yesterday, I believe, I saw a headline about how um, all of the water in the world, there's like this water is going to be a hot commodity sooner rather than later. And we have a ton of water on Earth, right? Like 70% of the Earth is water, but most of that is salt water, which is not drinkable and not usable in a lot of ways. So remember how we talked about the solvent industry up and coming during the last Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces? We could see a new invention or a development of new technology come out of this conjunction to desalinate water, to create clean water out of salt water. Or new information coming out about water reserves around the world and who actually owns them and maybe the deception that's been playing out in the background um, and kind of the political interests over water. That's something that could come to fruition. Also just the cleanliness of water, our oceans, our seas, how much trash is in our oceans, how we relate to sea life, to animals in our oceans and um, fish in our oceans. If you haven't watched the documentary Sea Spiracy on Netflix, I highly, highly recommend it. It would be a great watch under this transit. Definitely uh, link you to the energy that we all share around the world, the responsibility we all share around the world, and how we can change our own habits to try to save our oceans. So I, I think there will be a greater emphasis on our oceans under this conjunction. And now here is the discovery that I think is really cool. Actually, let me bring this up for you. This just came out yesterday. And it's like, of course it did. It's so on point with the energy currently playing out. Neptune is cooling down. <laughs> this is on space.com. I love getting little headlines from them. And scientists don't know why. Of course, Neptune being confusing. What? Of course it is. Um, but there's been a lot of emphasis on space exploration in the past couple months while Jupiter and Neptune have been coming into this conjunction. And you can see in these images here showing Neptune cooling down in a time period it's technically supposed to be heating up. It's apparently it's astronomical summer on Neptune. Again, I'm not a scientist, I'm a journalist, so I just share the information with you. Um, but really interesting article here about our observation of space. It really feels like we are in this era right now with Neptune and Pisces and Jupiter and Pisces of exploring the other, exploring other worlds, exploring space, exploring things that we don't fully understand. I see space exploration really exploding under this conjunction and throughout this year with Jupiter and Neptune both in Pisces. But I thought that was so cool that literally as this conjunction is playing out, this article about Neptune cooling down and scientists trying to figure it out, that that's right on time, right on time for this transit. I'm looking at all your comments. Yes, Seaspiracy is an amazing documentary. I'm still processing it. I watched it like six months ago and still coming to terms with my part and how I affect what's going on in our oceans and the changes I can make to save the fish and save the dolphins and all the beautiful sea creatures. Okay, so we've talked about historically how this is played out. And I think just in general, discoveries are possible under this conjunction. Um, also near the conjunction in 1856, 
I learned this from the Astro Twins as well. Lewis Pasteur invented the process of pasteurization, which affects the treatment of liquids that we drink to this day. So again, having a lot to do with liquids um, and boron was discovered later that year. Really, this is a limitless potential in this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. It's like Jupiter dissolves boundaries, it's limitless. And then Neptune is helping us bring in new information and it can, like discovering something can be very confusing. We're trying to make sense of it, doesn't fully make sense, but groundbreaking discoveries are certainly possible under this conjunction. And just a little preview of the next times Jupiter and Neptune will meet up in, in not in Pisces, just in general. 2035. So mark that on your calendar. 2035, Jupiter and Neptune will meet up in Aries. In 2047, though, they'll be in Taurus. In 2060, we have a Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Gemini. In 2073, Jupiter and Neptune will meet up in Cancer. And in 2085, they'll be in Leo. I stopped at 2098 because I don't know how many of us will still be around in 2098 unless the groundbreaking discoveries we're talking about are ways to extend our life. Definitely possible, definitely possible with Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces. Uh, but in 2098, we'll see a conjunction of Jupiter and Neptune exactly opposite where that conjunction is right now in Virgo. So get your calendar out, wait for 2035, and we'll talk about this again. So fun to talk about these like once in a lifetime long term transits. So it really puts it into perspective how rare it is that we see a conjunction like this. Okay, let's go through what other transits are supporting this today and this week and talk about the general energy. And then I'll tell you specifically what this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction means for your sign. Okay, let's talk about today's energy though. Back in my wheelhouse, guys. No more history, no more science from me for the time being. So we talked about what it means when Jupiter and Neptune meet up in the sky, but let's show you what else is playing out. And this is why I told you 20 to 25 degrees on your chart, really any planets that fall in that range are going to be activated because of how many planets we have right around those points in the current chart. So the sun tonight forms a nice supportive angle to Saturn. You can see the sun is at 23 degrees in Aries. Saturn is at 23 degrees in Aquarius. And they make this nice 60 degree angle. This is going to help us show up with more maturity. We might be a little bit more careful, which is kind of welcome with the sun in Aries. We tend to be a little bit more impulsive and just want to like go do things. So it's definitely a nice like more stable energy when the sun forms a sextile to Saturn. Gives us a little extra push to get things done. So if we're kind of lost in dreamland a little bit today, this energy will give us a push in the right direction and help us come back down to reality for a moment. We're able to concentrate and act with authority under this transit. Um, and this could be a great opportunity to ask for advice from elders because Saturn rules our relationship with elders and older generations. So if you find yourself being a little confused or you have these insights and you don't really know what to do with them, you have this inspiration, but you're not quite sure what direction to move in, asking a trusted elder, maybe a grandparent or a parent is definitely favored tonight when the sun forms a sextile to Saturn. And you could have um, some new insights or a different perspective on your purpose here after those conversations or interactions. 
this is really supportive and helping us integrate whatever lessons come through, whatever information comes through with this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. So just know we have the Sun and Saturn on our side as well, helping us, you know, they're, they're happening this they're both on either side of the conjunction in Neptune, and it's kind of like sandwiching all this creative energy and helping us use it in a more practical way. Also happening today, Jupiter is forming a sextile to the North Node. So if you take a look at our chart, you'll see the North Node is here in Taurus, the South Node is in Scorpio. And that's what we're talking about with eclipse season coming up in Taurus season. These nodes will be activated by the full moon and I believe the new moon as well. So with Jupiter and Neptune over here forming this nice 60 degree angle to the north node, whatever downloads, whatever insights, whatever beliefs, dreams, imaginative musings come through under this magical energy are here to help us continue moving towards our purpose. And they could actually help us alchemize our past beliefs, maybe even beliefs from past lives, maybe subconscious beliefs, ingrained beliefs, as this conjunction harmonizes with the south node our past lives, our past lessons, and it gives us a little push to continue in the direction we're supposed to be going, to continue learning the lessons we are here to learn, uh, that we have a contract with in this lifetime. You know, anytime our soul comes into a body, it is creating some sort of contract, some sort of purpose it's here to play out. And so this conjunction, whatever comes through, is here to help us continue on the yellow brick road towards our north node, continue on the path towards our purpose. And we'll be optimistic about the lessons we're learning right now. We'll be optimistic and hopeful about the direction we're heading. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction gives us so much hope, so much belief, so much faith in what we're here to do, why we are here on earth at this time, why we got the golden ticket to come be in this body and experience this lifetime. The magic that comes through today is truly like the Dorothy's slippers helping us continue on our path towards Oz, Oz being our highest purpose, okay? I love the, I love all of the comparisons to, um, the Wizard of Oz that I've been seeing. I know Court has been talking about it a lot with Bravely Beautiful, but what's really cool, uh, this came up when Jupiter moved into Pisces. When the Wizard of Oz was released, Jupiter was in Pisces. So it's that very fantastical energy. Um, and Neptune is often associated with the media as well, and more like not the news media, like the Hollywood media, right? Like movies and film, it's the planet of illusions, right? What is a more like dominant movie that has to do with illusions than The Wizard of Oz, especially when we talk about not only the message in the movie and how it's one giant dream sequence, right? But also, um, the the tools they were using in the Wizard of Oz, Technicolor, hello, Neptune, hello, Jupiter in Pisces, like that is, you know, it's a new discovery, a new way of seeing things, a new belief system in a lot of ways. How many people's beliefs are shaped based on movies, right? How many people's beliefs are shaped based on specifically this movie? How many of us have watched the Wizard of Oz from a young age? You know what I mean? Um, so... 
this Jupiter and Neptune conjunction could very well feel like you're in the Wizard of Oz, you're gaining all these new beliefs about what is the world, you're laying in the poppy field and falling asleep, you know, it's like confusing but inspiring all at the same time. And then I also wanted to share this post um, that I, I posted this on my Instagram story, but I saw this and I was like, wow, that is what it feels like, this rainbow portal. I know someone commented on the rainbow in our background today. Had to include the rainbow for this conjunction because it really does feel like we're opening our senses to seeing in technicolor, but we're already seeing in color. It's like opening to a new spectrum, an even broader spectrum, and it could feel like you're stepping into a portal of belief, and once you subscribe to that belief, you're able to see things in a whole new light or see colors you didn't even know existed before. It's really expansive. It's really beautiful. I'm so happy you're here talking about it with me. Definitely feeling the surge of optimism from this transit. And yes, also reminding us there's no place like home. And that's a great mantra to keep in mind under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. If you feel like you're getting lost, remember home isn't just your physical surroundings. It's not the roof over your head at the end of the day. Your home is your vessel. Your home is your body. And so having that mantra, there's no place like home, can remind us to come back into our body. We can always be at home right here. If we create a safe space for ourselves in our body, which can take some work, I won't underestimate that, we always have a home to come back to. We can always click our heels three times and come right back to our own state, our own body. And I think that could be a great assignment for all of us. Just watch The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> lean into the fantasy a little bit, maybe a Disney movie of some sort. You know, I feel like all Disney movies are very much that Neptune in Pisces energy. Okay, so we talked about the major transits playing out today. A lot of supportive energy for us, helping us stay grounded, keep moving towards our purpose, and maybe keep one foot on the ground while we let our mind wander and dream. Now let's quickly go through what's happening with the moon today, emotionally, what's being activated within us. Really, I've said this a couple times, but pay special attention to your dreams this week. If you haven't already been keeping track of them or maybe like researching them a little bit, even just Googling like, for example, I had a dream two nights ago that I either broke my nose or had a nose job. And I, so I looked up like, what does the nose mean spiritually? I looked up nose dream meeting, broken nose. And I just kind of went through a couple different sites. Of course, these are all interpretations from humans just like us, right? Nobody has all the answers about what our dreams mean besides us. Like we're the only ones who can fully decipher how they apply to our life. Um, so that was really insightful. And then last night I had a dream that I had really dirty feet and I was walking around barefoot in a restaurant. So still processing that one. But Definitely pay attention. Even like weird little mundane things that are still in your brain when you wake up are, are messages trying to come through, trying to tell you something, your subconscious, trying to make sense of your waking life and work things out. So dream meanings can be extremely transformative, um, especially if you remember the dreams you had last night or tonight. The moon moved into Virgo at 7 a.m. though. So this is really nice because the moon is loosely opposing this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And while the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces can make it feel like we're floating in space, like we're off on a cloud, we're in another world, we've entered another realm, we're in a different dimension completely, the moon in Virgo is emotionally keeping us right here on Earth, keeping us very rooted and grounded into 
not only the earth, but also our rational mind. Virgo is very analytical. So you'll notice under the Virgo moon today, any insights that come through that we can't make sense of, your mind might start to spin and try to like, okay, where does this fit in? How can we file this in? How can we organize this into our current belief system, right? Trying to integrate these things rapidly. Um, and it might not all make sense today, and that's okay. Instead of trying to make it make sense with the moon in Virgo, pay attention to the details. Use your words, maybe through journaling or talking, to just remember. Like sometimes as a Virgo, if I have a lot mentally going on, I just write it down so I can revisit it later. And because we don't have a ton of um, clarity under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, writing things down to revisit, maybe even in a couple months, could be really helpful. Uh, so pay attention to weird little synchronicities and details. We'll notice them more with the moon in Virgo. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, serving others will feel really good with the moon in Virgo and this conjunction playing out in Pisces. It's all about other people healing others, being there for others. Um, of course, you don't want to go too far to that extreme and neglect yourself in the process. But this is a time over the next couple of days to really pay attention to the details and um, also assess your daily routine. We're coming up to the full moon in Libra. This is a time to refine things, to figure out if all the little small actions you're taking are actually pushing you towards the intention you set under the new moon or towards the goal that you're you're going for right now. Also pay attention to your health with the moon in Virgo. Virgo is associated with health. So just another little tidbit. The two major connections the moon is making today. The first is at 1 p.m. and it's a nice harmonious flowing angle to Mercury. So uh, you can see the moon here in Virgo and Mercury in Taurus over here. When they connect, they form a 120 degree trine. This because both the moon and Mercury are in earth signs, their energies can flow together really nicely. It's a very balanced energy. And we can bring in those downloads from the ethereal realm that we might be kind of playing around in during the conjunction and ground them into earth. We can ground them into our consciousness really easily during this time period. This can actually bring a moment of clarity among all the confusion. Maybe just a brief moment, but you know, I an aside here. I'm just gonna, a little aside. We keep talking about magic, right? Magic with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Magic. Think about a magic show. Sometimes we're like, was that real or was that fake? Like Chris Angel's a great example. He does all these crazy stunts and you're like, is this man really magical or is he just a really great magician? Like, is he really great at illusions? So there's an element with magic where we don't fully understand what we're seeing and that's why we're all so entranced by it, right? So when we talk about magic, like, yes, dream big, lean into the magic. We don't understand how the pixie dust works. Just let it work. Just let it be magical. But uh, the, the moon harmonizing with Mercury this afternoon is going to be that, like, critical voice in the back of our mind. Like, was that an illusion or was that really magic? Am I just, am I confusing myself or did I really get that message from my ancestors? Is this all in my head or is this really happening outside of me, right? Um, so we're kind of weighing that and balancing it, but there comes a sweet spot at 1 p.m. Pacific time 
during this harmony between the moon and Mercury where we can find that clarity and we can ground in things and make sense of them even just for a moment. And you might find conversations this afternoon being especially beautiful with the moon harmonizing with Mercury. 11 p.m. tonight, the moon opposes Venus. This is going to make us feel extra needy, especially with the moon in Virgo. We can be really critical of our loved ones, really um, focused on all the things they're not doing for us, all the needs that we have that aren't being met. We crave affection when the moon opposes Venus. And with Venus being in Pisces also, uh, we really want like nurturing, sweet physical affection. Um, and we could be a little desperate for it tonight at 11 p.m. So fantasy could actually be your friend under this transit. When we talk about Venus and Pisces, this can bring like romantic fantasy and maybe a little bit of role playing with a partner to get that affection going. Or if you are single and not in a relationship, fantasy could definitely be your friend if it involves servicing yourself. Okay, just putting that out there. Could be a great time to love on yourself a little bit late tonight and let your mind take you off into a fantasy while you're doing it. And I will say, that is a beautiful way to connect to the divine and manifest at the same time. And that's all I'll say about that. But uh, yeah, don't be surprised if you find yourself extra needy or like really craving affection late tonight. I'm seeing all of your comments. Can you tell us what's good to do today to make the most of this energy? Absolutely, I would love to tell you. So creativity, um, painting, art, dancing, free writing and letting it be fictional, you know, letting weird inspiration just come through. Even watching a movie, movies especially about fantasy can be really inspiring. So watching a fantastical movie, um, anything that is going to light up the creative part of your brain and shut off the rational version of your brain is going to be natural or favored under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Um, so yeah, just like allow yourself to be, be in that fantasy and be free under the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And that dream is saying that you're putting your energy, aka feet, in the wrong area of your life. Spirit wants you to focus more on yourself and your energy. Ooh, well, I love this dream interpretation. You can come back anytime and interpret my dreams. Yeah, I love that. And it's pretty on point, <laughs> pretty on point for my life right now. Okay, let's go through what this means for your sign. I'm gonna quickly go through each of the signs and what this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction means for you. So we'll start with Pisces, since this is happening in Pisces. If you are a Pisces rising specifically, so if you know your rising sign, use your rising sign during this portion of the show. Um, so if you're a Pisces or a Pisces rising, this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is falling in your first house. And it could really um, reignite or spark new belief in yourself. This is all about who you believe you think you are and what your purpose is and expanding on that, really broadening the viewfinder of what you think is possible for yourself in this lifetime. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, have faith that there's a plan for you that's greater than your understanding. That's your assignment under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in your first house. And doing so could give you a whole new lease on life, a whole new understanding of why you are here, Pisces. So 
open yourself to a new identity. Open yourself to expansion and see what happens. See what comes through for you today. My Aquariuses and Aquarius risings. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is happening in your second house. So the second house is the house of physical possessions and values. It often has to do with money. Um, this is a great time to examine your beliefs around money and dream big when it comes to the physical abundance you're calling in. So if you're somebody who's trying to manifest more money, which I think like most of us are, <laughs> um, this is a time to like envision and believe in what's possible for you. It could be a great time through creativity, maybe journaling or art to channel that energy and really like envision what's possible. Like what would it look like if you had the amount of money that you are trying to call in? Believe that that's possible for you. It's a really beautiful time for you, specifically Aquarius Risings, to manifest. This is a great time to dream big about money. And also you could find that leaning into like spirituality, manifestation, creativity actually creates a shift in your values or a new understanding of what's really important to you and what you value in this lifetime, how you're attracting money, how you're bringing it in, uh, relates to your values, relates to the energy that you're usually aligning with. And this conjunction could help you like level up in order to bring in and attract more abundance. My Capricorn Risings. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is in your third house. So uh, somebody was just talking about what does it mean if this is in your third house. I would say open yourself up to impractical understanding. If you are a Capricorn rising, you probably are a very practical person ruled by Saturn. You like to have a reason for everything. You like it to all make sense. We get it. It's a very great quality. It makes you probably highly successful and very analytical. But under this conjunction with Jupiter and Neptune in your third house, this is the time to lean into things that don't make sense, right? To open your psychic senses to this would be a great time to communicate with an angel a guardian angel ask for a sign ask for new information to come through in a new way it's not going to come through in your email it's not going to come through in a text message it's probably going to be some weird voice in your head some angel number a song on the radio so open yourself to receiving information in a new way and you might be surprised by the powerful message that comes through for you you could even like I said, align with your clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient abilities under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction over the next week. And keep in mind, because these planets move so slowly, both Jupiter and Neptune will be in these houses for you for several months, in Neptune's case, several years. So when we're talking about what this means for each sign, this isn't just a short-term daily horoscope. This is really like a long-term trend that you will see in your life. Okay, my Sagittarius risings, my Sag friends. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is happening in your fourth house, so the fourth house rules our foundations, our home and family. And when we have Neptune and Jupiter in the fourth house, it is really asking us to believe in our ability to create a sturdy foundation for ourselves 
or to grow from the foundation that we've already built for ourselves or the foundation we grew up in through our family, through the people who raised us. So this could be actually asking you to examine the belief systems that were created out of the family you were born into and either expand on those or do things differently for your own family. Ask yourself, what are my true beliefs and how are those infused into the life I'm creating for myself, into the home I'm creating for myself, into the family I'm creating for myself? What beliefs do I want to pass on to the next generation? Or, you know, what beliefs do I want integrated into my home? Our home carries our energy. And so our belief system, when people walk through our door, they're experiencing our beliefs on a subconscious level even by the little signs you have posted on your wall, the pictures you have hanging, the inspirational quotes you have around, the crystals, the sage, you know, all these things. So um, ask yourself what your belief system looked like from the family who raised you or the people who raised you and if that still aligns. Maybe it's time to expand that a little bit. My Scorpios and Scorpio risings. This is landing in your fifth house, this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And I'm just like, go make some art today. Go play, go have fun. Let yourself float off into the fantasy today. This is fully a time for you to watch the movie, maybe buy tickets to a play, put on a performance of your own in your pajamas, in your living room. Whatever it is, make it fun. And having fun will help you align with the magic of this energy. It'll be easy to believe in the magic for you, Scorpio Risings, because this is your house of creativity and creation. So create the magic. Don't just wait for it to come in. Create it for yourself through being artistic, through play. That's the assignment for this conjunction for you, Scorpio Risings. My Libra Risings. This conjunction lands in your sixth house of health, wellness, and routines. And so this is a time for you. Our beliefs often shape our routines, right? Our beliefs often shape how we show up minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. And this is a time to examine what your beliefs are around your health and how you want to expand or grow in this area of your life. What small adjustments can you make in order for your routine to actually align with your beliefs? And also opening yourself up to all the messages that come through today, all the magic that happens today could give you some insight on how to make a new routine or how to integrate a new form of wellness into your life that is going to help you align a little bit more. And this doesn't just have to be like a physical health routine. This could be a spiritual health routine with so much spiritual energy in the skies today. It could be meditation would be a great way to use this if you're a Libra rising. Starting a meditation practice, starting a daily journaling practice, including something in your daily routine that connects you to spirit. If you're here, you're probably a somewhat spiritual person. Um, whatever that looks like for you, even if it's just waking up and dancing to one song a day, that can be connecting to spirit. So make sure when you're reviewing your routine under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that in that routine you have some way that you're connecting to not only yourself but to creation, the universe, God, goddess, spirit, whatever you want to call it. My Virgo rising friends, this beautiful Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is landing in our house of relationships. So do you have big dreams when it comes to your partner or the partner you want to call in? Probably. And 
this could be a magical time to fall in love for you um, if you are not already in a relationship. I will say though that warning label we talked about earlier is going to be even bigger for you if you're a Virgo rising because it could be easy to think that the person you meet under this conjunction through the month of April is the love of your life. That could be true. This brings magic in. But before putting that label on it, just wait it out. Wait for this conjunction to subside a little bit. Wait for us to move into Taurus season, get a little bit more grounded before we go to the chapel and marry this person. Uh, but expect more beauty, expect a more spiritual connection in your relationships. And if you are someone who's seeking a relationship, ask spirit for a sign. Ask your ancestors for some help in leading you in the right direction to this person. Um, and if you're in a current relationship, this is really a beautiful time to connect with your partner. Um, maybe check out into a fantasy together, not even sexually, just go on a fun romantic date, be a kid for a little bit, and allow yourself to dream about the possibility with your partnerships, how much you can grow together. What are you creating together? What do your collective dreams look like with this person? This is a great time to have a conversation about that and manifest with your partner. Manifest what life you're creating and what you want it to look like. No dream is too big for any of us under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Leo Risings, this conjunction is landing in your eighth house. This is the house of intimacy, of shadows, of seduction, of mystery, of contracts. So there are a few potentials of how this could play out in your life if you're a Leo rising. First of all, sexual fantasies. That's what I see for you. If you are in a safe, committed situation, I would say sexual fantasies would be a great way to use this energy for you, like role-playing, all the things, yes. Also, this transit could bring up subconscious beliefs. A lot of us are talking about our beliefs and dreaming. With this landing in your eighth house, it could really be bringing up some subconscious beliefs that you need to review and decide if you want to keep that energetic contract with that belief or break it so you can align with a new belief, so you can expand your belief system under this conjunction. Um, and also pay attention to your subconscious tendencies or especially your dreams if you're a Leo rising because the subconscious messages that are coming through are going to be a giant indicator of what your subconscious beliefs are telling you, how they're playing out in your life, and again, give you the option to cut ties with them and align with a different belief system. My Cancer Risings. This is going to be such an expansive conjunction for you, landing in your ninth house of exploration, adventure, of publishing. This is a time to dream about all the places you wanna travel, all the things you wanna learn and believe in your worthiness of having all those things. Um, you might feel called to study spirituality today under this transit or go to a new culture and experience it. You might wanna book a flight somewhere under this conjunction. We'll be feeling especially abundant and optimistic about our ability to travel if we are a Cancer rising. So definitely looking forward to travel, getting excited about expansion, whether that's going to a different place physically or could be a great time to like watch a documentary or learn something new or share something that you've learned with your community with this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And there will be a, a 
definitely a focus on spirituality and belief systems for you. And that's why I say traveling, expanding, exploring another culture could be favored under this transit because having those experiences does shape our belief system, whether we realize it or not. Um, it could be a great time to enroll in a course or you know, if you've been feeling like you want to learn more about astrology or human design or any sort of practice that involves spirituality, kundalini, meditation, this is a great time to learn something new that might expand your belief system. Gemini risings. This transit lands in your 10th house. Wow. We love it. We love a 10th house transit. Jupiter and Neptune are going to amplify your dreams when it comes to your career and long-term goals. So this is a time to really dream big about what's possible for you in your career and whatever your long-term goals look like in your long-term wealth and the life you're building for yourself over the course of years, even decades. So using this energy for you if you're a Gemini rising could be to envision what your life will look like in 10 years and really like dream big, make it seem ridiculous how abundant you'll be, how much you'll have in your life by that time, because we can use the energy of manifestation to uh, our, our favor under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. And also because Jupiter expands everything it touches with this happening in your career house, this could be expanding your career. This could be a new job opportunity. Or if you're looking for a new job, it could be a great time to apply to one today. Just put it out there to the universe. Dream big. Maybe apply to something that you don't even fully believe you're qualified for. But before you press that that button, that submit button, align with the energy of belief, align with the energy of worthiness and call in what you want. Like this is a time to level up in your career and dream bigger than you think is possible for yourself. Last couple, my Taurus risings. This full moon lands in your 11th house. So this is all about humanity for you. I see this because you're a Taurus rising. You probably have a focus on nature and the earth. Um, but you could do some exploration of what's going on with the earth and how you can help. Um, the 11th house, the beauty of it is that it's not only about the individual, it's about the individual's contribution to the collective. So you could have a new sense of belief in yourself to make a difference in what's going on on the planet today. And I think also this is a great time for you, Taurus Risings, to connect with a community that shares similar beliefs as you. So maybe if you've been diving into spirituality on your own, this is a time to find a community of like-minded people. If you're here and you're a Taurus Rising, you found us. Welcome to your new community. Um, or just you know joining a Facebook group, following an Instagram account and starting to engage with other people through it, making new friends on Instagram. This is a time to make new connections with people, share messages that are important to you specifically about humanitarian causes and those cares that you have, those beliefs that you have about what's important for the state of the world could connect you with new people under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. All, for you, this is all about believing in your ability to change the world believing in your ability to influence the collective and knowing that that's going to be expanded for you. Your presence in the community is expanded with this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in your 11th house. And last but certainly not least, probably the most impatient though, 
is our Aries risings. So for you, Aries risings, this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction lands in your 12th house. And when we have a 12th house transit, it really brings a level of spirituality and closure or healing. And so for you, if you're an Aries rising, keep in mind Chiron has been an Aries for some time and will still be an Aries. You've probably been dealing with a lot of wounding around your identity or um, you know, working out a lot of healing that needed to be done to shape you into the person you're supposed to become. And so this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is amplifying that ability to heal, amplifying the compassion you have for yourself and others, and also, um, you know, really inviting you to believe in that higher power, to work through the veil, to ask for messages. This is a very, very spiritual healing transit for you if you are in Aries rising. And I don't say that lightly. It can feel difficult when we're getting ready to level up, when we're getting ready to ascend in consciousness. And so if you're feeling highly sensitive or emotional under this transit, just know that it's all part of your healing process and lean into the optimistic vibes. Believe that everything is happening for you, not to you. There's a great deal of suffering and even like martyrdom when we talk about the 12th house. It can be easy to fall into a victim mentality like, why is this all happening to me? It's been so hard. Um, you know, just th there can be a level of victimhood. It rules hospitals, the 12th house, it rules uh, jails and prisons. So it can feel like, why am I stuck in this state? Like, wh why is this all happening? It can be very confusing if you're in Aries rising. But this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is asking you to believe, to believe everything is working out for you, to believe that this is what's supposed to happen to you. And if you're feeling lost, which many of us probably will be under this conjunction, but specifically if you're in Aries rising, if you're feeling lost, know that you have your ancestors, your angels, your guides all around you supporting you and ask for support if you need it. Need it. Believe in their presence. Believe in that plan. Believe in the energy you have all around you guiding you towards your highest purpose, towards that next level that you're about to meet uh, in the coming years. Okay, that's all the signs. Believe in yourself, regardless of what your life looks like. The key here is just believing in yourself, believing in divine timing, believing in the plan that is laid out before you. And like I said, we have eclipse season coming and Taurus season. We have some shakeups headed our way. We have another planet going, or our first planet in a while, going retrograde at the end of April. Pluto goes retrograde. So Mercury... Retrograde happens, I believe, next month. Things are going to get a little more chaotic. So I would just say if the energy feels a little more low-key right now, take advantage of it. Just appreciate the low-key energy while it lasts. Okay, the last thing we're going to do in this very long episode is to pull a card. And I'm going to pull from the Starseed Oracle today because this transit is literally otherworldly. We need some guidance that's fitting. And as I am pulling cards, shuffling it up, this is your time to ask any last questions you have, to tell me what's being activated in your chart. So whoop, I can give you a little bit of insight. This isn't our card, but the card that just landed face up was Baby Steps. And I think, Kayla, that might have been for you. Baby Steps. We don't have to get it all done today. Okay. 
Okay, what do we need to know under this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction? What wants to come through for us? Ooh, ooh, okay. It says, I'm sorry. Defenselessness, writing past wrongs, uprooting. I'm sorry, I've never pulled this card before, but immediately what I think of is forgiveness and our ability to forgive, our ability to have compassion and empathy under this conjunction. And with this happening in Pisces, it's inviting us to, our belief can create closure. It really can, it can create healing. And our belief in other people, um, especially saying I'm sorry, saying I forgive you, either of those things, creates a belief in the person sitting across the table, sitting on the other side of the conversation, and can create more connection, can create more belief in the path you're here to walk, in the other person's abilities, in your own abilities. So I'm sorry doesn't have to be defeat. It says defenselessness, and we have our guards down, we have our boundaries dissolved during this conjunction, allowing us to forgive more easily, allowing us to go into our heart space and our, our loving energy more easily. Okay, here's what the guidebook says. We're living in divisive times. When we're hurt and triggered, we tend to see things as a personal attack rather than an opportunity for healing. If we're to find true peace and unity, we need to drop our defenses and see things outside of right and wrong. All souls intrinsically remember unity and yearn for it here on earth. Perhaps this is why it feels so painful when we experience the opposite. But it's crucial to remember that we can't simply bypass reality and pretend that unity, love, and forgiveness are here. This is one of the greatest challenges for starseeds. To bring about unity, we must first acknowledge the ways in which both we and the world have been divisive personally, ancestrally, and collectively. The shadows hate wounds, separation, severing wrongs, and sadness. You may be called to explore how you, your ancestors, or your society have consciously or unconsciously inflicted pain on others. To find a way to drop the armor around your heart and see things as they truly are for all people. To say, I'm sorry with an open heart and mean it to be part of the healing rather than the perpetuation of inherited conflict or oppression. This isn't about blame. It's about unwinding the patterning that got us here. You may be called to devote your time to causes you believe in or do healing work on your ancestral line. How are you being called to drop your defenses and unwind past wrongs? Wow. So, so, so beautiful really inviting us to lean into that energy of universal love, but also reminding us that in order to truly create a, a new earth, to create a loving energy for everybody to experience, we have to witness the pain that so many people are going through. It's just like we talked about earlier in this show. This Jupiter-Neptune conjunction has the potential for peace. It has the potential to bring peace treaties into action. It's happened historically, but in order to create a peace treaty, in order for us to find a resolution in conflict, 
we have to acknowledge the conflict. We have to acknowledge the suffering. We have to acknowledge the pain, whether that's with an entire country or just with another person sitting across from us. So we can really use the beautiful, empathetic, compassionate nature of this transit in Pisces to expand our belief in other people, expand our belief in ourselves simply by witnessing their pain. Witnessing someone else's pain can create a huge opportunity for healing. And it can create a ripple effect too. Remember the healing you do on yourself ripples out to the people all around you. So I love that we got this. Today is a day where forgiveness could be that catalyst for expansion for you. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Always on point. The, the cards always are. Beautiful time for forgiveness and healing. All right, everybody. Wow. I'm about to lose my voice, but we talked about a lot of great things in today's episode of The Spiritual Journalist of Transits Today, breaking down this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, how to best use it. Remember, this is all about the power of belief and expanding our consciousness. And we will end with our affirmation of today, which is, my faith is my guiding light. My faith is my guiding light. Our belief can guide us along the path we are supposed to walk in this lifetime. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in other people. Have faith in your abilities. Have faith in the people's abilities that are around you and know that we are all connected. We are all being guided. We have so much support around us. There's so much loving energy to tap into. Allow yourself to go there today. That's going to do it for this episode of The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful that you joined me today. I'm so grateful you showed up for yourself. I'm so grateful for your interaction with this community. And I will see you right back here tomorrow morning to talk about the transits. But until then, stay curious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion today. If you enjoyed this episode of The Spiritual Journalist, you can find more on thespiritualjournalist.com or you can listen to our conversations wherever you enjoy podcasts. And if you want to learn more about astrology, join me live every weekday morning on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for Transits Today, where we break down the energy of the day based on the movement of the planets and start our morning off in a high vibe. All of the information we share on The Spiritual Journalist is completely free to you. So if you'd like to support more content like this, the easiest way to do so is to subscribe to our YouTube page. Head over to The Spiritual Shop on our website and buy yourself a little something. Or if you're feeling extra generous, you can buy me a coffee to fuel future live streams. Just tap the link in the description or head to buymeacoffee.com and search The Spiritual Journalist. I'm so grateful you found us here and I can't wait for our next conversation.